Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're talking about Treasured by Candace Camp. And this was published in 2014 and is the first in the Secrets of the Lock series. That's right. Scott's Week. Scott's Week number two. Except this there's is no the only other one. Scott's. Yeah. But the Scott's a girl this time. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, like, that is literally in my notes, like, at least the Scott's a girl. <laughs> We've got, we're bringing you variety. <laughs> right, with this podcast. <laughs> All right, so this is the first Candace Camp we've read, I think. It is. It's the first Candace, actually the first Candace Camp I've ever read, ever. Same. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, pretty well known, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and by that, I mean my best friend who hates romance novels was over this weekend and saw it on my table and recognized the name Candace Camp. Oh. And she's like, oh, is that for your podcast? And it's like, in fact, it is. In fact, it is. I don't know if it was, I was like, was it the cover or Candace Camp that gave it away? And she went, Candace Camp, actually. Oh, well, so, good. Yeah. Good. So, so yeah, this is us coming late to Candace Camp. Apparently. Yeah. So, uh, the book jacket, Meg. Here we go. A family legend of hidden treasure mingles with the mist over the shores of Loch Bay. Bale? How do you pronounce that? I'm going to go with Bale, not Bay, because yeah, I don't think I'm Scott sorry. very French. Loch Bale. And look, there's a lot of <laughs> French influence. Mary Queen of Scots was French. Okay, you got one. But and she not, married a French guy if she wasn't French. But it's not the cache of gold dating back to Culloden that Jack Kensington claims when he arrives in the Highlands. It's the house he won in a London card game from a luckless Scotsman. Stunned to learn that her wastrel brother wagered their family estate, Isabel Rose must find a way to save her home and the people she loves, even if it means accepting a loveless marriage. Or perhaps not so loveless. Isabel unlocks the secrets of desire in the arms of the mysterious and handsome Englishman, but a series of accidents makes her fear that she will soon be a widow instead of a wife. As their hunt for lost riches turns into the search for a killer, Isabel fights her attraction to the man who stole her birthright. But can Jack convince Isabel that he can provide a home for her heart and a love to treasure? That is an awful summary. <laughs> it is pretty awful. bad. It's it's pretty bad. All right, let's go it's through. It's pretty bad. There's like a lot of treasure. So we will talk about this in the review in the rest of the podcast as well. But the whole emphasis on treasure, like the name, the title of the book is Treasured, and then there's like a treasure that's hidden around the le the loch and all this stuff. But they don't find the treasure. It's like Chekhov's smoking gun, but that never goes off. Yeah, and it's to the point that the very first two pages of the book are a flashback to her grandfather the night he got back from France. And hid a treasure somewhere. Somewhere. It's weird. Anyway, weird. so yeah. first of all, like, the emphasis on that, and this is a two-paragraph book jacket, and one of the paragraphs is about this, like, F-plot. Yeah. Honestly. Also, the estate's not her birthright. It is not her birthright. It's, it's her, her brother's. brother's. Um, granted, it's her home. It is her home. Also, they don't. The hunt for the lost riches does not turn into the search for a killer. No. The search for the person who's attacking him starts before the hunt for the lost riches. Oh yeah. And there's no hunt there for is, lost riches. There's also no killer. Yeah. <laughs> there's an attempted killer. Right. But you're right. There. You're right. But no one dies. This is At true. least not in the modern day. Dun dun dun. That's true. It's true. All anyway, right. terrible book jacket. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. 
So that means we had to write our own. Obviously. As usual. So our randomly generated number this week was 21. All right, here is my 21 word summary. Isabel marries Jack to stay in her ancestral home. Jack marries Isabel because she asks him and she's hot. Now what? That is the A plot. So you've done better than the book. identified the A plot. In leading with the A plot. So mm, that's perfect. I don't bury the lead. I will sell. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So my 21 word summary. Several generations of Scottish trauma and English mama drama must be unpacked before Isabel and Jack can hook up without drama. I like the rhyming. Thank you. It's really good. I used the word drama twice, which I thought less of myself for, but I did this like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. So. Well, I like the trauma drama. Thank you. Drama, mama drama trauma. trauma. Mama drama trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Thank you. That's really Thank good. you. Thank you. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about, which we bring up sometimes, the Gentleman Jackson's Get Pumped workout scheme for, in this case, professional gamblers. Yes. Sometimes there are real hot Englishmen that are described as like trim, but their musculature is not really dwelled upon. Yes. Dwelt upon. In this case... Every time she touches him, she thinks about like his amazing arms and his crazy abs. And <laughs> there is not even a passing reference to what this professional gambler does to stay that rat ripped. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you don't know why. He just is. Yeah. Like, they don't even attempt to like passing reference of, oh, he likes long walks. No, no. There's nothing. There no, is no. absolutely nothing. This I mean, he does ride his horse every day. But that seems like a new thing. Yeah, this is true because he doesn't. He didn't have anywhere to ride a horse before. Right. So or a horse to ride. He's a city boy. He is an extreme city boy. So um, it's just really unclear to me where that body came from. And I love that Candace Camp spent literally no words justifying it. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is us saying props to you, Candace Camp. <laughs> For not even trying. You know what? Like, I don't need you to explain it to me. And when you do explain it to me, I just make fun of it. But she, so. she just really emphasized how cut he was. Mm -hmm. Glossed over. Mm -hmm. Glossed over the rest mm -hmm. of it. Cool. Like it'd be it'd be one thing if Call, who's her uh, gamesman, yeah, groundskeeper, was described as ripped because it's like cool. He you know, worked. it makes more sense. He's he's a working class guy. He's got to yep. carry stuff and mm -hmm. go hunting. And... Jack is not, and yet mm -hmm. his body's sick. True. Although slimmer than Calls. Slimmer, but no <laughs> less, no less no, muscle, no less rippling. <laughs> um, there are. One billion tropes there in this book. You obviously have identified the first from the book jackets, Marriage of Convenience. Yes. Um, that is a regularly occurring trope. It's a regularly occurring trope. It is not one that I hate. In fact, I quite because, like as we've discussed before, agreeing to marry early in a book eliminates a lot of the contrived drama that yes. typically annoys us. Um, in this case, it's a little bit different because it's entirely her idea. Yeah, completely her idea. He's planning on selling off this estate. He just won the estate in a card game. He's going up to check it out and sell it. And she basically begs him to keep it. If he marries her, then he'll get a free estate manager mm -hmm. in her because she's been managing the estate already. Mm -hmm. So not only will he get a free estate manager, he will also be able to refer to his Scottish estate. Right, basically it gives him the land to back up his claims of being a gentleman. Exactly. And recurring income as opposed to a lump sum with no payment to a land manager. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Sure. He's like, yeah. I actually really liked the way this was described in the book. Yes. Because Isabel has been thinking about this for 
days and days and days. She's basically been trying to figure out how can I stay in my home and protect not only the tenants, but my elderly aunt who's suffering from dementia. You know, how can I save these people who I care about? And so she comes to him with this idea that she's thought about and she's like, okay, finally I'm gonna do it. He hears this idea, thinks about it for about five minutes and is like, okay, I'll do it. But there is an explanation of why and I really liked it a lot. Right which is that this is how he makes decisions. He's a gambler. Mm -hmm. He's very used to assessing the odds very quickly and making a decision yes or no. And she makes a compelling case. Mm -hmm. She does have the book. She does have the proof that she is good at running this. Yep. She can show him the numbers to sh prove that yearly income will be better than a one-time sum. And she basically says, if you really don't care about marriage, this is the best possible outcome for you. Exactly. You get the benefits of a noble wife without any of the baggage. Mm -hmm. I won't come to London. I won't care what you do. I won't. I'm not going to ask you what you spend your money on. I'm not going to look and see if you have a mistress. None of that cares. I don't care about any of that. Yep. So I, I thought it was very plausible, very well done, very in character for both of them. Yes. So I liked it. Um, there is a mystery. There is a mystery. There's yeah. kind of a couple actually. It's a lot of mystery. <laughs> Lots of gambling. Gambling is such a trope. I mean, we tried, look, when we started this podcast, we did the um, Rules of Scoundrels, which is set in a gambling hell, but there are so many books where something I mean, even Cotillion. Oh, yeah. Yes. Camille's a gambling hell's owner's son. Yeah. And a professional gambler. And a professional gambler. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this, it's a thing. And I mean, I get it. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's one of those things that, is a vice that's easy to unbad boy. Yeah. Yes. Like clearly yeah. gambling is a bad boy's vice, but it's pretty easy to put a good person in a gambling situation. Yeah, it is true. It's, it is true. And, and also I think that this is something, I think people recognize that there is a gambling addiction, but people also don't think of it as being like a drug addiction or mm -hmm. something like that. It's something that you can just stop doing. You well, just, just also, stop going to the hell, okay? It's also something to easily chuck up to youthful foibles. Yes. Um, and more explicitly as a sub-trope of the gambling trope, specifically gambling away your estate. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Which which does happen in here because... In uh, chapter one. In chapter one. But it's, it's her brother who has gambled away the estate. Yes. And Jack, who benefits. Um, she is, I think we've seen this a lot, especially when Scottish and Irish focused mm -hmm. ones, the great beauty who mm -hmm. feels like affinity for her land and her people. Oh, oh yes. Oh God. Yes. But yes. it's like the woman who has, uh, who is the effective leader of the ta town yeah. or like the girl who is one with the nature surrounding her so land. It is so true. And it is, you're right. It, it I didn't even rec realize this until you just brought it up, but it's like almost always Scottish or Irish. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right, I guess it's the pagan roots. Very pagan. Um, she's got a senile old aunt. Yeah, and um, they both have some tragic pasts. Yes, they both do. So overall, what do you think of this? Overall, again, this was my first Candace Camp. Mm -hmm. I thought it was generally really well written. I will say there weren't quite enough contractions for me. I don't know if this started bugging you. <laughs> I literally just spit my tea. I did not think that's where this was going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, uh -huh. you know, just because it's old timey doesn't mean you can't say don't. You know, that's a legitimate 
But that's just me. I did not notice that. (laughs) Okay, it's just me. (laughs) Look, I low-key liked his book. Sure. It's not going to be like one of my favorites, but I really enjoyed it while I was reading it. I thought the characters were really interesting. Mm -hmm. I I thought Jack especially was an interesting character who I really, really enjoyed. Um, Yeah, I think it was unique. I really liked Jack and Isabel. Yes. And... A lot of their dynamic. Yes. I really didn't like a lot of the secondary characters. I thought they were poorly developed or very intentionally one or two dimensional. Sure. Um, and I will get to this, but I thought the treasure story and the Scottish rebel story oh. was all really poorly executed. And I'm surprised at myself because usually as long as the main couple holds my interest, I can overlook pretty much any other sins a book holds. Yeah. And this is a case of I don't really have a criticism about the main relationship. That's interesting. But the surrounding crap really weighed me down this time. Yeah. Because, I I mean, I have to agree with you. I thought Mm -hmm. the whole Scottish treasure that's been lost for generations was... Well, and even his family stuff, the way it happens, and her family stuff. Like, her brother is insufferable. Oh, her brother is awful. And it works in the first half of the book, and by the second half of the book, it's repetitive. Okay. Like, I really... I was bored. I wasn't, like... Not in a good way where I was like, oh, this is a bad character, which means it's well-written. Yeah. Like... By the second half of the book, I was screaming internally, get an editor and cut the fat. Like, <laughs> woof. Sure. No, I don't know. That didn't, it did not, obviously not bother me the way it bothered you. Because yeah. I thought it was fine. I actually quite liked his mother, actually. I don't, don't want to say I liked her as a character, but I thought she added to the book. I thought the way she was handled was really offensive and it was entirely detracting for me. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have to talk about that later. We will. I, I thought she was very interesting. I We already talked about this. We both really liked that she was the one who proposed the marriage of convenience. Yeah. It was, it was nice. It was... Because it was clearly more important to her, even though she came up with a way for him to equally benefit. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have made sense if he schemed this up. Because no. it clearly would have just been about getting her into bed. Really. Absolutely, yeah. But for her to scheme it up does make it feel a little bit more equal. And you and I have talked a lot about how we really like relationships where the two people are on equal footing. Yes. Yes. So I think my favorite, I think my favorite part of the book was Jack. Uh, I thought he really was a rare instance of a bad boy turned good that I both believed and liked. So he is, I would say, a true bad boy in that he makes his living from gambling. He makes his living by, by winning people's ancestral estates and taking them away and selling them. It's like an old-timey flipping, like an old-timey house flipper. Sort of, except that he also, he plays himself off as being a gentleman and on equal footing with these people. So he's playing a role the whole time. Every time he goes to mm-hmm. a gambling den and plays with these young I'm just lords. saying if this were in the modern day or like we could transpose TV onto this era, he absolutely would have had a show on HGTV. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can believe that. But... Uh, so he, but when I say he's a true bad boy, I mean he truly is not honorable, right? You know, and that so that's a trope that was subverted in so many of these books. Honor is the most important thing to the man, and claiming that someone is not honorable would be like is the worst insult, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And in this case, he just knows. He's like, look, I what I the way I make my living is not honorable. I am not a gentleman. I pretend to be a gentleman. I pretend to have honor, but mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I think he pays his gambling debts, but that's just, to, again, to keep his... Um, Seat at the table open. Exactly. Exactly. And when he describes his upbringing, I mean, he was raised by a con man. Mm -hmm. And he actually... Running things, street games and being a cut purse. Yes, and actually stole, actually thieved, mm -hmm. um, and pickpocketed and robbed. Yep. So... This is the classy way of doing it. Now he doesn't cheat people. Exactly. Exactly. He doesn't cheat. He just counts cards. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought he was really interesting. I also really thought that his facade, so the whole time he has this facade of gentlemanly speech and gentlemanly behavior, but that has over time sort of become his personality. Yes. And that's really, that is the conflict between the two characters in the book. So we're not talking about this external conflict here. We're not talking about the treasure and her brother and his mother and, and the attempts on his and life. And all that stuff. I, I don't care about that. Maybe I could just ignore it because I think you didn't like it either. No, I didn't. Yeah. But what I liked was that the real conflict between these two is that she wants to know him. And he doesn't know how to do that mm -hmm. because he has been living a lie. He's been living in a role for his whole, uh, I mean, not just adult life, but probably his adolescence as well. Mm -hmm. so. And she sort of speculates a lot on his life to him prior to yes. him opening up to her. And I think you see her sort of hit the mark and then go wide of the mark in a way that is really interesting to watch him react to. I thought yeah. all of that was pretty well done. Yeah. It's a testament to how much the other stuff weighed me down. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really liked that part. I liked Isabel as well. I thought she was good. Good mix of competent, but also innocent and practical. Mm -hmm. So this is something that gets to Lane when you have a 25-year-old spinster who also is like, and She's oh. older than 25. Oh, yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying. Because the brother's 25, and yeah. she's his older sister. She's his older sister. So she's in her late 20s, and she manages the estate, and she doesn't come off as, as naive. Yeah. So No, I like that a lot. I think she's 30. I think they say the brother's five years younger than oh, her. Maybe so, yeah. Um, so, let's get into the bigger plot. Okay, let's do it. So, as I mentioned, the book opens with her grandfather, who was on the side of the Scottish nationalists during Culloden and the surrounding events. So, he gets sent to France to get gold to bring back to help Bonnie Prince Charlie. And never comes back again. Mm -hmm. But for various reasons, including that his daughter, who is now the senile old aunt, claims she saw him that night, there have always been rumors that he made it back from France and then met his end in Scotland right. with the Bonnie Prince. Subsequently, there's also now a rebellion going on where some of the local crofters and, and local Scottish people have started acting out against the English in the present. All of this weaves in, in that her family has sort of known about the treasure and wanted to find the treasure that her grandfather came back from France with. Um, the current rebels are causing problems. They threw the steward of a local earl into the lake. Mm -hmm. All of this is bad. Yeah. The treasure either needed to be a bigger part of the story or less of the story. Oh, 100%. So I'm about to spoil something that has nothing to do with the two main characters. But it's a big spoiler, so you might want to skip ahead like four minutes. Basically, you find out that her grandfather did make it back in a way that 
the, made the prologue make no sense. The stuff he said in the prologue does not match the story you yep. end up finding out is true, which did not help matters. Um, he came in, he did see his daughter, he went through a secret passageway, meant to, went to meet his mistress, and instead of finding his mistress, found his, his brother wife. and his wife yeah. who killed him. Yep. Together. Together. And they claim the treasure was already gone by the time they went to kill him. Right. And you don't find out who his mistress was. No. And you don't find out what kind of relationship he and his wife had. And you don't find out what the treasure from France even really was. No, you don't find... It's, it's all... It's not... Yeah. Exactly. And apparently, the reason people have been trying to kill Jack is because her uncle, the son of the person who killed her grandfather, finds a letter yeah, figuring he, out what happened. Yeah, he happens. knows somehow that his father killed her grandfather and wants to hide the facts or something. Which killing her husband yeah. is somehow going to achieve? I, I, he's like on. He well, thinks no, that if so the, the husband's the, dead, then she'll be forced to marry her cousin. Right, his son. right, right. That's what that one is. Even though neither of them want to marry the other one. But I mean, basically, okay. So this this does verge into offensive. Basically, the reason, and this is in the text, the reason that the uncle did all this crazy stuff is because he is crazy. Yeah, he has a mania. And he is acting irrationally. And the other thing is so... I mean, mental illness doesn't usually work like that. So. Well, and her friend, Call, who's her groundskeeper, is also involved in the Scottish Rebellion yeah. and shows up in some weird moments in confrontation with, moments. like, highwaymen, but it's also never really explained and no, gone into. No, it's not. So, like, all of this is such weird filler. And, like, the, sis, the, the aunt's story about her father coming to visit her doesn't really make sense in the context of what you find right, out. Right, right. Because if he got the watch in France... Why is the watch key opening doors in the house that he hasn't been in? You know, he ordered it specially. I don't know. In France, they can make a lot of cool stuff. Cool. Can they ship it to England and secretly install it? That, but in no, the past? he already had it. Down, here he had the key and he took it and he was like, I want it to look like this. I want to watch that the yeah. key opens. I don't know. This is this is um, fanfic in my head. This like None of this, this is explained. And like all of this just brought the book down for me so much. I either needed this to be a real B-plot with the stuff during the Scottish Rebellion and the current Scottish Rebels now and much stronger parallels drawn, which I would not have hated. Mm -hmm. Or it needed to be cut. Sure. Like, it was the wrong amount of all of that. All right. Yeah. I mean, I can respect that. I think I was... I also did not like that part. But you liked the couple enough. But I liked yeah. Jack. I especially like Jack more. Um, I will say, if you have read Liz Carlyle's In Love with a Wicked Man, it's a similar sort of hero. Oh, okay. So, um, I, I liked it. I, again, I, the same with that book. I'd say I low-key liked it, as in, yeah, I really, I enjoyed a, a lot of it. Okay. Okay. I will say I really liked the, you know how there's always a moment where they realize they love each other? Yes. And the moment when he realizes he loves her is when he thinks that she's trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I think it's really silly, but I really enjoyed it. So it's hurt comfort, and he's not sure who hurt him. He's and not he sure considering the possibility that it was her for a minute. And then he realizes that he loves her because he was like, well, even if she did hurt me, I still want to go be with her. And he was like, okay, I must be in love with this woman. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird, but you know what? I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yep. 
Um, you want to talk about the big misunderstanding? Sure. So, like I said, the interpersonal conflict between them is that she is trying to to know him on a deeper level, and he, I don't think, believes that he has a deeper level to be known on, uh, which I think is a very interesting concept mm -hmm. and i think it could have been explored in a different way because here there's this big misunderstanding she wants him to stay but she can't tell him that she wants him to stay because their whole marriage was based on this idea that she wouldn't stand in his way if he wants to go back to london so he really likes her and would like to stay but he doesn't want to tell her that because again it's a marriage of convenience and she he thinks she doesn't like him because of his lack of breeding because she's been asking him all these questions about his past just because she wants to get to know him. And instead he thinks, well, when I come clean to her about what I was and how I was raised, she's going to hate me. So he's pulling away. And since he's pulling away, she thinks he's leaving. So she doesn't want to get closer to him. Oh, and it's just, you know, the whole vicious cycle, whatever. In one, again, if you can clear this up with one serious conversation, which you could, it's, I don't love it. They're only arguing for like six days, maybe. Which, six days. Six days. Yeah, but it's like a whopping six pages. I know. I, which is which is why I will say that I did like this book. Yeah, that's I think, why I'm saying I liked it, even though there was this whole oh, really. Yeah. Yeah. So what offended you about this book? Well, we've talked about this before. He, of course, he's attracted to her, so he was like, yes, I will marry her. But then, of course, he also has to take it one step further and think, oh, she's never been with a man. This is going to be great. Virgin territory. Uh, I will, I guess I'll be the one to initiate her into the secrets of love. Yeah, it made me roll my eyes. He also, it's sort of justified in that he's afraid she's sleeping with this call guy. Sort of. And yeah. the, oh yeah, she's a virgin is also sort of couched in the, oh yeah, I have no reason to be jealous. Yeah. But it still pissed me off. It's still annoying. And then there is some, I want to call it sexual coercion. So she's articulating no. Right. Exactly. She is thinking, she's been thinking this whole time, like, he is hot. I want to jump his bones. But if we're going to get married and then he's going to leave, I am not sleeping with him. Right. Like, if this is going to be a marriage of convenience, it's going to be a true marriage of convenience. You have fun with your whores, but then you're not having fun with me. Yeah. So they make out a lot. Like, they make out a lot around the house. Yes. In stairwells, in hallways, in offices. And Attics. Yeah, addicts too. A lot of times, most of the times, these makeouts will start with her saying, no, I don't want to get close to you. And then they like have this torrid makeout. And then she's like, I need to leave now. And she runs away. And he doesn't push it further. And she that. literally runs away twice. Literally. I'm not, no, I'm saying like literal, like actual running. Like pick up, picks up her skirt yeah. and flees. Right, right. So, so that's what I mean. It's not, it's not rape. And none of the sexual encounters do not take place. Well, but the first time they have sex, which is their wedding night, she is explicitly saying, I do not want to have sex with you. Not because I'm not physically interested, but because I'm not interested in being loved and left. Yeah. And without assaging those fears at all. Yeah. He's like, well, I can make out with first point. I can make out with you until you spread your legs mm -hmm. and you'll never really consent, but you won't stop me. Yeah. So that's great. Um... Yeah. Also, I was really offended by his mom, actually. So Okay, let's talk about it because I... And I'm not sure why it didn't bother me if it did bother you so much. So his mom is an alcoholic. Yes. And a pathological liar. Yes. And 
her, uh, Isabel's brother, who is mad at Jack for winning the estate and marrying Isabel. Well, and I think he's mad at Isabel, too. For marrying Jack for marrying and liking Jack. it. Right. Um, he, so he wants to punish them both. Right. So he shows up with Jack's mother, who Jack had hired a woman for and kept in seclusion. So basically the woman that he had hired to, to, to be the companion to his mother is making it so that she doesn't get any alcohol, so that she doesn't drink. Or if she does drink, she doesn't embarrass herself. Yes, but I think it's more that she doesn't drink at all. No, but he specifically says, though, the goal is to keep her from booze, but right. knowing his mother's but wily enough yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. going to happen, she'll keep yeah. her locked up, basically. Also, yeah. So, Isabel sort of starts threatening his mother. And it's supposed to be a testament to Isabel's love, for, love him. for him that he's saying you are not welcome to drink in this house and if you're gonna drink you're not welcome to be here if you love your son you'll stop drinking which that is not how alcoholism works like first of all she shows up and she progressively drinks like a little more every day mm -hmm. like the first couple of days she can control herself at dinner and then suddenly she can't mm -hmm. even though they know she's been sneaking booze the whole time mm-hmm and then what eventually makes her want to be clean is a stern talking to from her daughter-in-law. Like, alcoholism is a disease. It's not something a stern talking to cures. Yeah. And she's also a pathological liar. So I don't understand why all these heart-to-heart -heart moments were treated with sincerity. Like, I got a real vibe of, like, mental illness can be cured by love. Okay. From this in a way that pissed me off. Yeah. That's not how I read it. So I read it less that she was a pathological liar and more that she was just a d deluding herself the whole time. So basically she, Jack's mother and his father, they don't even know if they were ever married. They mm. don't know if Jack's father was actually named Kensington. Mm -hmm. Like if that's his last name or if that was just an alias. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. So I saw it more as her, this is how she's dealing with her life and the choices that she's made is to just so it's not pathological it's more of a this is how i'm dealing with it and keeping it as a dis at a distance i me. believe that if there weren't the she made up three different scenarios for how her husband who is not dead died, died. yeah like she's clearly just making up stories and like maybe it is like yeah. for her own benefit yeah. but she's making up different ones every time yeah. even to the well, same she crowd she can't keep them straight Right. Yeah. And it's and that's obviously aided and abetted by the booze. That's right. But I just I felt like the woman was clearly a representation of a bunch of different mental illnesses. Sure. And it was very badly done. All right. Like it was treated like she was just a bad mom. Oh, well, when clearly I was say, she was very sick. Yeah. Well, what I liked was that well, I obviously read it differently because I felt that she wasn't so that maybe some of her choices were poor, but that he, she still loved Jack and that he yeah. still loved her. And so they did have this loving relationship. So that's what I liked about it was that even if she had these, if you read it my way, this bad behavior mm -hmm. and that she acted poorly, that they would still have this love and that Isabel respected that. Mm -hmm. um, I liked that, but I can see it where it could have a different reading. Yeah, no, I thought you were supposed to understand that she and Jack had a still had love for each other in spite mm -hmm. of the bad circumstances, and I get that that's why Isabel was sympathetic to her. Yeah. I just think it was badly handled mental illness. Yeah. All right, sexiness. Yes. 
This is real sexy. This is really sexy. This is really sexy. You know, first of all, you got two hot adults running around yep. the Scottish Highlands. Yep. I'm here for it. Yes. He also, like, for all that the coercive behavior was annoying, I also liked how overwhelmed they both were while uh -huh. by each other, and that was really well described. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think that I totally believed their attraction. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that they would be attracted to each other. I also really like that she's like, why am I feeling this way? I don't even know who he is, but I think he's hot. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I found it very believable. <laughs> well, and I also liked that they were both honest with themselves that part of the reason she proposed the harebrained scream and part of the reason he agreed to it, even before they were explicit about the fact that they were going to have sex, was yeah. because they were just so into each other. Yeah. Like, clearly that would make this situation more palatable. I like yeah. that even though he did take her house, she never really viewed him as the villain. Oh, I loved that. I yeah. loved that. She, re she, she put the blame where it should have been, which was on her brother, 100%. Yep. Her brother made the choice to put the house up in a gambling match, in a card game. And the fact that it got lost is not... Jack's fault. Jack's fault. And so if this is her solution, like, she's not going to need to take it out on him. She's not exactly. She's not going to punish Jack for that. She she freaks out at him a couple of times in like the first couple of days. Right. And she even admits more of frustration at the situation. Yes. But she very quickly is able to look past the situation and get to know him personally. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, come on, like she'd marry this guy. I was like, no, she'd marry this guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A hundred. Yes. Yes. And yes. that made the sex sexier. Yes. That I, I didn't, I would have hated it if she was seducing him and agreeing to marriage. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. And that is not what happens here at all. No, it's not. There are a lot of, we talked about this, a lot of makeouts that, that end very abruptly. With her taking off her like blood. a bat at hell. Um, I read that they were frustrating. And then I was <laughs> like, well, I guess the characters were also very frustrated. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe this is like a tone part where you're supposed to feel the way the characters are feeling. So I was like, okay, I felt the frustration. That could be legit. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how, how plausible that is, but you know, it was there. It was. It was a thought that I had and I'll share with you. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just, I thought a lot of it was really fun. Yes. To use our like buzzword I, of the I ones agree. we like. The stuff between them, including the sex, was really fun. Yeah, I, I liked them together. I liked their characters. I found the characters coherent. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was, you're right, it was everything outside of the relationship that was too little. So the, the question is just how much you're bothered by all this other stuff. Through F yeah. plots. Yeah, well, and, and some people might like them too. That's I like, the thing. I, there's also little details like, they're in the middle of nowhere in Scotland. So, and he wants to get her like wedding jewelry. Yes. And so he like takes his own jewelry and has it fashioned into hers. Like that stuff was so cute. I really liked it. Okay. And normally I dislike these dumb, cause there is a bit of the misunderstanding here too. Yeah. Cause he leaves, he, he's got to go to another town to get her wedding jewelry made. So he goes there and he spends like a week there because he can't find anyone to do it. Well, because his original plan is to buy her wedding jewelry. Right, and he, can't. he realizes none exists, so he has to get it made. Mm -hmm. And of course, she is thinking, oh, he's out carousing, carousing. However, you pronounce that word. He's out whoring, basically. That one. <laughs> you pronounce carousing, whoring. I got it, got it. So she's, she's like, oh, he's out whoring before our wedding. And when he comes back and he's like, actually, I made you this wedding jewelry. And she's like, Oh, I completely misjudged you. You know, it's like one of those moments that 
I liked. And it's also that dumb. like Christmas story about like cutting off your hair. Yes. Yeah. She's like the fact that it was something you sacrificed makes it even better. Oh my you god, know. I know. It's so good. So no, I like I don't want to say I don't recommend it because yeah. I did think they were cute. I, I really liked them as a as a couple. I liked I especially liked Jack, but I thought they were as a well suited couple. Yeah, I thought they were crazy well suited, which is always my favorite thing. Yes. Like I bought their chemistry entirely. If I was this book's editor, I would have sent back a real marked up copy. <laughs> gotcha. There would have been a lot of questions in the margins. Yeah. But not about the couple. Sure. So like take that as you will, dear reader. Yes. Like, it's sexy, and the main characters are cute. Yeah. That's, like, half the book. It's half the book. And I read a physical copy. Yes. Because my library didn't have an e-copy. It was over 500 pages. Really? Mine was not that long. Yeah. Mine was a normal normal size. It was 500 pages. Wow. And I just thought, this is too many. This that, is I mean, too that's many a lot. Pages. I'm, I'm, very su- I'm actually really surprised. Did was you it? have a large print? Possibly. Uh-huh. There Possibly. We, the now truth, that I'm thinking about the it. The truth will that's out. still too many. <laughs> it's like 551. It's too many. Mine was a normal mass market paperback. Like normal map, mass market. Blah, blah. Normal size. Whatever. Cut out all the weird stuff about the grandfather. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so, you know, read it if you want. Cute Scottish Highland romp with a good couple. Yeah. And you don't care about 250 pages of extraneous bullshit. And if you enjoy our podcast, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll be back with you next time.